On episode 81 of the new 8 Days a Geek podcast, Epic shares the wealth, Apple buys peanuts, and Signal says, good luck, Australia. Stay tuned. to another episode of the new eight days of geek podcast i'm your host jesse miller and joining me as always the man who believes that oscar the grouch is in fact the time lord from gallifrey sean scott i do yeah. did you look it up to see if we were the first ones to ever come up with that idea because i'm sure we're not um is oscar the grouch helps if you spell grouch correctly a time lord uh it, it <laughs> auto completed so probably not okay yeah yeah we're uh, definitely not <laughs> first thing i get is from a website called flick philosopher it's philosopher spelled <laughs> with an f so kudos there he says doctor who thing of the day is oscar the grouch a time lord and it actually has a picture of the inside of his can where it's ah. like a, it's like a, it, i mean it's a it's a house uh, right Let's see. Oscar, Oscar's trash can is obviously much larger on the inside. It is said to contain, apart from the items pictured, which is his bedroom and living room and stuff, an elephant, a swimming pool, a china cabinet, and a portal to Oscar's home planet of Grouchland. I, which sounds like Gallifrey, because they were a bunch of stuffy <laughs> Grouchy um, Let's see. Uh, they are pretty stuffy people. Yeah. Uh, I can hear your nerdy grumblings already, but Bill Chass, surely you know that Time Lords are from the planet Gallifrey and the constellation of Kestaboris. I think I said that right. At galactic coordinates 10.0.11.0.0 by 0.2 from galactic zero center. Um, let's see here. Oscar was merely hiding his true home planet to live a low-profile life on a happy block full of happy neighbors singing about the alphabet in Queens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, All right. We're not the first. I kn- yeah, I knew we weren't. I knew we couldn't, we couldn't be the first. Be. We don't have ideas like that. <laughs> no. All right. Um, <clears throat> so, no blurbs today. Boo-hoo. Because <laughs> um, we always spend so much time on them so we're gonna go ahead kick right into it and uh see here epic um as most people will know the company behind Fortnite, for instance um also what was the other game epic was responsible i think for gears of war if i remember correctly too Fortnite's their big thing though that's what all the kids are into we have to adapt as uh as adults uh (laughs) and epic one of the things they've done right especially in my opinion is that they have made cross-platform gaming a reality in all of the in you know in Fortnite. i mean people that are on cell phones play with people that are on computers that are on consoles that are you know everywhere 
that's awesome. Something I've always wanted. Cross-platform gaming. Um, Epic has now said that they will allow other game developers to use Fortnite's cross-platform tools for free. So they're giving away the ability to do cross-platform play to any developer that wants to use it. That's cool. That is super cool. Um, especially the fact that they're giving it away for free. I mean, that's they're not trying to make money off of it. Right. Um, let's see here. It says these, and this comes from The Verge, says these services will be free for all developers and will be open to all engines, all platforms, and all stores. Uh, as a developer, you're free to choose mix and match solutions from Epic and others as you wish. So this is uh, it's pretty cool. Um, Epic already makes the Unreal Engine, which is responsible. It's an engine behind a very large amount of uh, PC games and even you know console games and stuff. Um, <clears throat> and if I remember correctly, I think the Unreal Engine might also be free. I think. Um, here unreal engine 4 pretty sure you can get this for free download yeah you register and then i think you can just download it so that's fantastic i love when game developers who are making just gobs of money give things away it's better for the community woo so. <coughs> pardon me as you can hear my uh <clears throat> Uh, Sean and I have uh, <clears throat> switched lungs, and now I'm the one who sounds like a pack-a-day smoker, but... Sucks for you. I know, right? You're <clears throat> breathing deeply and enjoying yourself over there, and I'm crinkled up in a ball in a corner. <clears throat> so, next thing on our list here, Nintendo. Sean, I know you always make... I love it when they make uh, they make big decisions. And yeah, been... I know. <laughs> I already read this, too. I knew about this, yeah. and I... It does not surprise me. I mean, but at this point, if you, I mean, you know, they, they, they made them, they stopped making them, they started making them again, you know, I I guess you can't expect them to make the thing forever. You know, it's not like, it's not like it's a product that needs to be made forever. I have my own theory, but, um, so Nintendo has said that they are going to stop making the NES classic and the SNES Classic after the holidays. Um, so if you want either of those consoles, you're going to want to grab them quick. Uh, uh, let's see here. I still don't have an NES Classic. You don't? I still never got, I still never got one, no. Eh. You know, eh, what can you do? Um, Nintendo has said that those are the extent of their classic program. Uh, so, you know, you can pretty much guarantee you're not going to see a Nintendo 64 classic, more than likely. However, <clears throat> my thought process in all this is that if you have a Nintendo Switch and you subscribe to Switch Online, you get a lot of retro games that you can play on your Switch. And then they sell the $60 add-on controllers for the Switch to play those retro games that look like Nintendo controllers. Um so my thought process is that they are specifically 
you know, trying to push people to that instead. Which, I mean, makes, oh, yeah. makes good business sense, but then kind of hurts the people who don't want to drop $300 on something to play retro games. Yeah, which I won't. You know, that's that was my whole point, was that I'm not going to... You know, I'm not going to buy a Nintendo Switch and spend that kind of money just to play the retro games. Obviously, I wasn't even willing to put in as much effort as it took to get a hold of one of these things. You know, uh, so yeah. Oh, hey. but I don't blame them. It's out. I mean, like I said, you can't expect them to make it forever. They did put it back into production after they screwed up the first time. You know, so if you don't have one by now and you wanted one, then it's really kind of your own fault at this point. Yeah. So if if you want one, you got till uh, after the holidays. So I would definitely snag one. Now. Well, and I already I already read online that like, and I haven't checked today or anything, but I think I read a story about this yesterday or the day before. And at that point, they uh, they were out of stock on Amazon, but they were supposed to be back in by like December nineteenth, maybe. Uh, and then the story I read said that you were better off trying to go to, you know, someplace like GameStop or Best Buy or something like that. And, and, you know, a brick and mortar store and try to pick one up there. Yeah. Amazon is saying, uh, in stock December 26th for the NES class. Damn. See, there you go. It's not even going to be in stock before Christmas. So yeah, the super Nintendo, let's see in stock on December 25th. So yeah. So, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised because, again, when I know when I read the article, it was not that late. They were still going to be in stock before Christmas. So that date is clearly being, like, pushed back. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if it continually gets pushed back farther and farther, you know. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's see. <coughs> <coughs> Uh, another thing you get to spend your money on, the Oculus Quest. Uh, we talked about this in a previous episode. It's Oculus's new console that's going to be coming out. Standalone Six Degrees of Freedom VR. Um, so, you know, that's like basically an Oculus Rift or a HTC Vive without any cables whatsoever and not needing to be plugged into a computer, which... The VR headsets being five to six hundred dollars, you know, well, four to six hundred dollars at this point, um, that's a pretty big barrier to entry for a lot of folks. But having to have a computer that's probably going to run you at least a thousand, if not fifteen hundred dollars, is a much larger barrier to entry. Most people don't have that kind of computer, they, they have a laptop or a tablet or whatever, so they, they can't drop that kind of cash. The Oculus Quest. <clears throat> pardon me oculus quest is the 400 dollar answer to that um like i said you don't need a computer so i was very interested to find out what uh games would be coming to the quest <clears throat> so we've got um from android central here a list of games that have been confirmed um there are still games rumored to be coming out for it but unless it's confirmed they didn't put it on this list so that's good. Um, Vader Immortal Episode 1. Uh, it is what it sounds like. It's Star Wars. Um, uh, let's see here. It takes you to Mustafa and tells the tale of Vader, Darth Vader between the movies. Um, the Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So um, They've got a teaser trailer on this list. So if you want to see the teaser trailer, go ahead and check it out. 
Uh, let's see here. Moss. Um, this one I think I've seen before. And it's kind of a almost like a platformer. I don't understand platformers in VR, though. It doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Um, covert. <clears throat> eh, let's see. You work players work together to be a thief in a VR game while your friend on their phone or tablet can hack into systems and help you along. That sounds like a lot of fun. I like team uh, team VR games like that. <coughs> Pardon me. Good God. Uh, let's see here. Stormland. Um, this one, I, I watched the trailer for this one, and this one was uh, beautiful. So if the if it it's a it's a shooter, um, but I mean it just looks gorgeous. So I'm hoping that the the Oculus Quest graphics are actually as good as the video looks, because that's that's my big worry about the Oculus Quest. I I really want one, and I will probably get one. But I really hope those graphics hold up. So, uh, super hot VR. God, if they didn't have this game, they were missing out because super hot VR is a fantastic game, a lot of fun, and if you could play it untethered with six degrees of freedom, man, that's gonna blow your mind. Uh, that's just gonna be nonstop fun and party type fun. Like take this to a get together and have a party and just pass it around. Which is another thing I've been wondering about the Oculus Quest. If it's going to have the ability to output to a screen to where people can watch. Because being the owner of a Vive, um, you know, I've found out that watching people play VR is damn near as much fun as playing it yourself. I love having people over to the house to have them play VR because it's just awesome watching them do it. You know? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dead and Buried VR. Uh, it says it's a paintball VR game. Um, you're supposed to be muted. There you go. Um, so it's uh, you know shooter. You know that's kind of what that's kind of what VR lends itself to is shooter games, in my opinion. But it's kind of cartoony, old west kind of a thing. Looks interesting. Um, the climb is another one. Uh, let's see here. This one, let me watch this. Look at this trailer real quick. This is a mountain climbing simulator, which uh, you know seems weird. It, well, I mean, you, you know, it's, I don't know if I've ever heard of a mountain climbing video game before. Well, in VR though, it makes sense. Um, you know, it is kind of interesting, and it would trip you the hell out if you have to look down so we'll see how that works might pass on that one <laughs> all right next one is face your fears yeah also this is good this comes from android central it says also known to me as the nope game <laughs> um so what it is is basically it shows you uh i've 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 seen this game played i've never played it but I have seen it played. And it's basically you're in a bedroom looking around and it's different. It just sends different phobias and fears at you. And it's it's creepy as shit. I mean, from what I've seen, little kid with glowing eyes, a clown, uh, just just weird. 
Um, so, yeah, I might get that. Why not? Uh, see here, Space Junkies, another shooter. Uh, supposed to have really great graphics, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, I did not know Space Junkies was out for the vibe. I might have to. I might have to look that one up. See if I can get it beforehand. <clears throat> uh, see here, Project Tennis Scramble, tennis game. Um, giant robot fighting game, Vox Machine. I think is how you say that. Uh, let's see here. The Unspoken. Robo Recall. Another shooter. Rave Runner. Music-based game that lets you... This has you flow with music to earn points. <laughs> Death Horizon. Uh, Serianto VR. The Bro- and the Brookhaven Experiment. So, like I said, these are just confirmed games for it. Um... No one has ever heard of any of these games. I I disagree with some of those. Uh, Super Hot <clears throat> is very popular. Um, I just feel like you didn't say anything that I'd ever heard of or that would spark well, any a, interest. You're in, not a gamer. Um, I know, but you're not going to get these things into the hands of the common folk like me without something. I don't think and like, wor- I don't think they're worried about that. Well. They you're, should you're not, be. You're not going to buy this thing anyway. Even if it had a game you wanted. Even if <laughs> Fallout VR was on here, you're not going to buy this thing. Come on. Oh, I might. No. If As long as it was a good game, not this garbage they've got online now, apparently. <laughs> it's Fallout 76. Uh, and it kind of, it is a little bit of hot garbage, but, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah, I, I'm super interested in the uh, Oculus Quest. Uh, from what the developers have said, most games that can play on the Oculus Rift can be ported over to the Quest. So at this point, it's just up to the developers whether they want to go through the trouble or not. At four hundred dollars for a headset, um, I say you'd be dumb not to try because that's going to lower the gates to entry for so many people, and so many people that have been on the fence about VR are going to go for the Oculus Quest, as long as the hardware can hold up. So, awesome. I have I have a HTC Vive, and I'm still looking at the Oculus Quest. Because that... Of course you are. The tetherless part, you know, not having cables would be fantastic. And my choices are, <clears throat> I can make the Vive uh, wireless, but in order to do that, I have to have a battery, a little portable battery pack in my pocket, and the adapter to do it is $300. So do I spend $300 and still have to have a battery pack in my pocket, or spend $400 and get the Quest? You know? So, I don't know. First world problems. First world problem. That is for sure. (laughs) All right, uh, this next one we got here is Pokemon Go. <laughs> can't uh, can't go too long without talking about Pokemon Go. We have finally gotten the ability to basically beat the living hell out of other players. Um, you could always really do that if you just walked up and hit somebody, but you know, that's not nice. Uh, <clears throat> so PvP has been turned on to where you can face off against other players. Uh, I don't know... <clears throat> if they have to be on your friends list, I would assume, because 
<coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> uh, it says here that players will have to have reached at least level 10 before fighting. Um, there will be limits to the uh, the amount, the maximum CP that uh, a Pokemon can be, depending on the league that you're in. Uh, let's see, real time, tr- real time battle. Uh, let's see here, here we go. <coughs> Pardon me. It says uh, if you play, you'll be able to take on people from your ultra or best friends list, no matter where they are. While fighting others has to be done in person. That was a question you had, I remember, when we first started yeah. talking about this. Is could you do you have is it like trading? Do you have to be right, right next to the person? And from what I've seen, the answer is depends. <laughs> so ultra and best are the two top tiers on your uh, friends with people. Um, I have a lot of ultra friends. It, it ultra doesn't take too much work to get there. Best is a decent amount. I think uh, I think I forget how many days best is, but I think it's close to like 90 days or something. So it, that one takes a little while. I've only got one best friend. So, uh, let's see here. It says here, if you'd like, if you'd rather take on the computer, then you can also fight the game's team leaders to gain rewards. Um, either way, you'll want to save up in-game resources like Stardust and Candies, using them to unlock new charge attacks ahead of battles for characters like Dragonite or Tyranitar. Um, let's see, those two can cost 75,000 Stardust. Wow. And 75 Candies. Huh. <coughs> so yeah uh, let's see here so Sean and I have basically uh, let's see here we have, we have decided that we're going to go ahead and try this live instead of before the show <laughs> so I'm in my game I'm in my game I'm gonna you want me to start all this I guess. Oh, I, don't, I mean, I can go to you on the friends list. You sent me a gift. I haven't opened it. Yeah. All right. So now I, look, I see the I see the battle link. Yeah. Sean and I are ultra friends, by the way. So now you want to hit the battle or you want me to? I, I'll hit it. Okay, go ahead. So I hit battle. It says choose your league. Great league, max CP per Pokemon 1500. Ultra league, max CP per Pokemon 2500. And Master League is no uh, locked, so apparently I cannot choose Master League. Um, go Ultra. Why not? Okay, Ultra League. It says challenge Pen of Doom to an Ultra League battle. Okay, well, let's battle. Yep, yep. Oh, I gotta gotta revive my one my one big Pokemon here real quick. Larry Garcia wants to battle. Let's do it. <clears throat> and uh, and now I'm on a page where it has already given me like a recommended party. Yep, I have that. So I am not going to take their recommendation. Okay, so I guess I will go back in and look at mine as well. Oh, shit. My big, it's a uh, 2,500 limit. Yeah, my big Pokemon is actually just over 25. Shit. All right. Oh, well, who cares? I'm going to use their recommended party to hell with it. Yeah, I think I will just go ahead and use their recommended party as well. I like all the ones they gave me. That is a I think snazzy coat you have on there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll just go ahead and use their party too. Although the first one I got here, this Machamp's not really good. No, no, I got a Flareon. So 
Ooh, look at this place. Oh, look at that. This is fun. <laughs> All right, so just like you would expect, we throw out Pokemon. <clears throat> and then we fight. And I have a champ, and I am battling against your Flareon. Uh, we can't dodge like when you're in a gym, no, apparently. there's no dodging. Attack incoming. Sure, I'll use a protect. Uh oh, I'm shield. trying to use my special move, and I apparently have to tap it to do it. Oh. Really fast. And it gave me a chance to that. put up a shield. Ah, interesting. Attack incoming. Use protective shield. Um, I don't. I didn't know what to do. Oh, oh. no! <laughs> Switched to a new Pokemon. Oh, you beat my Machamp. Yeah, I did. Yes, your Flareon is uh, lasting really well. <laughs> All you. right, let's uh, let's bring out my Feraligator. Ooh. I don't know if that's a good one for your. Oh, I think I'm kicking your Flareon's butt now. I think you are too. Oh yeah, I'm switching. Go Tauros. <laughs> <laughs> Attack incoming. Use shield. <laughs> For alligator, use crunch. All right. Now, apparently I'm out of shields. So I'm not sure how oh, the rest of screwed. this is going to play. No protective shields remaining. Wow. His, he charges up fast. Shit. Come on, Tauros. You bull. That's some bullshit right there. Yeah, your is. bull is down. All right. You can't now touch my Feraligator. And X, oh, you're you're going down, dude. You think? No protective shields remaining. <laughs> so the moral of the story is here: uh, don't uh, don't give up Ooh, all your shields. That 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 crushed you. Oh, I put up a protective shield. Take oh, that, you sucker! <laughs> and that would have been super effective too. That would have offed you. I'm going to switch out Pokemon before this guy dies, just because I want to use the last one. Bring in my Sceptile. Use a protective shield. Take that. Not, Not very, very effective. effective. And he's done. <laughs> oh, your Flareon's coming back out, huh? It is. For the last gas. And I'm dead. <clears throat> Gone. Yep. Now let's see what we get for it. I, I mine win. said good effort. I got five hundred. I got five hundred Stardust. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, and it gives me an option for a rematch. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Did you get anything else but Stardust? No. That's all I got. Really? And it's one of five something like badges or I don't know, like you know, it just showed like a little icon. Oh. Wow. So. I mean, what's the point of fighting if you're not going to win anything? Star. I got and did you Stardust. get the same amount of Stardust that I got? Yeah, I got five hundred. Well, that's not fair at all. I should get a thousand. Yeah. I won. I and I got to use items to like revive these things, I'm assuming. No, no, I don't. My Pokemon don't need to be revived or anything. Well, that's interesting. So it's not like fighting in a gym. So I don't have to, uh, I don't have to revive these guys or nothing. All right. It says, uh, for the rewards, says, uh, are there rewards? Yep. For both winner and loser includes Shino's stone. PvP battles only pay out awards three times a day, so no infinite battle farming. Also, the Ace Trainer medal is back, which might have been the medal you just got. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's it, because I said one of five, so maybe I need to do it more than, you know, I need to do it five times to get the actual reward. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if this, I mean, that's not very fun, really. I mean, I guess, eh. I mean, I guess it's okay, you know, playing with friends and everything, but it's, I gotta have something more. I need I need more more stuff. 
Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I'm, the, if you if you cared more about like because like we both went into it and we're like, yeah, just give me whatever parties. And, you know, like I don't know which Pokemon perform well against others and I don't particularly care. But if you do know those things, you know, like going into the game and, you know, just the the back and forth of switching your Pokemon in and out to get the best matchups and trying to guess what the other guy's going to bring in and stuff like that. I can see how that could be entertaining, you know, if you're really into it. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't think it's really going to keep my interest that that much. But it's a cool little feature. But then again, I haven't been playing a whole lot recently either. So you know, I haven't been playing the last couple of weeks very much at all. I still want the ability to trade things with people. I want to be able to give up some of my crap potions to someone in order for them to give me like a Pokemon's candy of some sort. Right. You know. God. Anyway, all right. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. It was kind of neat. So, and 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 I think it would be fun too to like you know, like you know because we're both in communication while we're playing the game. You know, you could just say like, hey, let's uh, let's only battle Magikarps or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> That'd be so cool. you know, just little things like that because I you know I, it, it makes me think of back in the day. When like Goldeneye. I would play Goldeneye, right? And you'd be and you'd be like, okay, we're gonna play only proximity mines now, you know, or only pistols, or only the golden gun, you know. Uh, so uh, that was always no odd job. <laughs> slaps, yeah, slaps only. Yeah. That would always be great. So that's what that reminds me of. You could always go in and just have you know like just only uh you know only Pidgey fights. G fights. That sounds, right. way, that sounds way cooler than it actually is. <laughs> All right. So. I have to tell you something, Trevor. It's time for TV news. It is all on you. All right. So this is something that the fans have been asking for for quite some time. I mean, years now, honestly. And and the fire gets fueled on Twitter constantly, actors themselves. Uh, but I was very pleasantly uh, surprised to read that the CW had announced that Jeffrey Dean Morgan, of course, the star of uh, The Walking Dead, is Negan, will be returning to the to Supernatural. For the series 300th episode coming up this year, uh, February 7th, in fact. So uh, for those of you who are fans of the show, you'll recall that uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays John Winchester, Sam and Dean's dad. Uh, I believe he was on the season – on the show through season two, I think is when he passed away when they are when they uh, killed the character off um it says uh he appeared in a total of 12 episodes beginning with the first season in 05 through 2008 and uh and i know you know over the last few years and whatnot that specifically him and jensen ackles had uh you know fueled this kind of fire on twitter and um with uh, um, you know videos to one another and things like that, they even had uh, when Jeffrey Dean Morgan took on the role of Negan in The Walking Dead. There was an episode of Supernatural where uh, uh, Lucille, the baseball bat, was was seen like uh, you know it was a prop. So 
uh, they mess with each other on social media all the time. And, you know, the fans have been asking for them to, for them to bring Jeffrey Dean Morgan back, you know, because even if you die on Supernatural, that don't mean nothing. So and 300 episodes is a, is a is a pretty big milestone for, you know, scripted primetime television. Not a whole lot of series make it to 300 episodes. So uh, when they knew there was going to be a, a milestone this year, uh, as soon as the fans realized that there was a lot of of uh hope and 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 wishing that he would that he would reprise the role so uh i'm i i'm i can't wait for this i i'm still watching this show and and uh and i i love jeffrey dean morgan basically and everything he's done so this should be a really cool episode i'm looking forward to yeah 300 holy crap man yeah that's a lot isn't it yeah wow but Awesome, because I love Jeffrey D. Morgan. Uh, not as Negan so much, but just because I don't like Negan. Um, but I like him in other things. So, yeah, this would be cool. And you're right, uh, Dead is not... It, it's like on uh, soap operas. Dead is not dead on Supernatural. <laughs> right. Dead, dead is just oh, not even taking some on time off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they they killed off the character of Bobby in like season seven or something, and 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 they're now in like season fourteen, you know, and and he's once again a regular character because they just went to an alternate universe and brought that Bobby back, you know. Uh, but before they did that, he had appeared as like a ghost, and they had gone into the afterlife to visit him, and you know, I mean, he'd been on the show in several different incarnations after his character's passing. So just because you die in Supernatural does not mean you're dead forever um and uh it'll be cool to see exactly how they bring you know john back and the character of john winchester has been brought back since jeffrey dean morgan played it but uh when they brought it back or when they when they brought back that character they brought back a a younger incarnation of the character you know it was john winchester from like his 20s as opposed to john winchester you know they're their dad. Awesome. All right. Next story we've got last uh, episode, we talked about how Netflix had, you know, purchased the uh, rolled doll collection in order to, you know, uh, um, advance their uh, their standings, you know, with the like family and children's programming and things like that, you know, animation. And apparently that's become like the new norm is to purchase, you know, entire rights to collections. And Apple has gotten in the mix recently uh, and has made a deal with DHX Media to produce uh, all new Peanuts programming. So Apple is now the owner of the rights to the Peanuts characters and everything. Now, I don't know how that's going to impact, you know, like the airing of like the old classic specials. You know what I mean? Like uh, before all the holidays, you know, they still show like the Charlie Brown Christmas special on, you know, like CBS or or whatever, um, like on network television. So I don't know how this is going to impact that. But uh, they are coming to Apple, uh, and this may be only in regards to like new new content because that's what all of this is. Uh, because uh, Peanuts Worldwide and DH. DHX Media will develop and produce original programs, including new series, specials, and shorts based on the beloved characters created by Charles M. Schultz. So, 
Uh, it says here one of the projects under the deal is original short form STEM content that will be exclusive to Apple featuring astronaut Snoopy. Uh, Peanuts Worldwide and NASA recently signed a Space Act agreement designed to inspire a passion for space exploration and STEM among the next generation of students. That's pretty cool. I mean, what do you think about that? Like, you know, NASA signing contracts with, you know, brands in order to market, you know, learning. (laughs) It just sounds so weird. You know what I mean? We have to do... Anything that is necessary to teach kids and adults, frankly, as much science as possible. Because in today's day and age, not enough people are even curious about a lot of this stuff. Um, I am, yeah, go for it, you know? Do what you got to do. Put the lessons where they need to be in order for people to consume them. And then if you learn by accident, that's still learning, you know? So, yeah, totally. And a little bit more here in the article, they go into talking about, you know, acquiring entire libraries, like I said at the very beginning, uh, you know, specifically mentioning Netflix's uh, Roald Dahl from last uh, episode. And they give a little more history on Charlie Brown and the the gang and, uh, you know, all the different networks that they've aired on in the past. And uh, a little more information at the end about uh, the the NASA agreement, a multi-year space act agreement designed to inspire passion for space exploration and STEM among the next generation of students. The Peanuts characters and related intellectual property are 41% owned by DHX Media, 39% by Sony Music Entertainment, which acquired a stake in DHX earlier this year, and 20% by the Shoals family. Huh. I was not aware of that either. You know, like the breakdown of how they're owned. Yeah. Hmm. The Schulz family only owns twenty percent of the uh, of, of the rights to the Peanuts characters. That's still a lot of money. Sure, sure. <laughs> twenty twenty yeah. percent of that is uh, is still a chunk. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, if you're looking for a new peanut, uh, you know, if you're a big Peanuts fan, you're looking for new content, you know, uh, Apple, you're going to need to you're going to need to subscribe to their streaming service because that's where it's going to be. Uh, you don't subscribe to Apple. It's no. not. It's usually one. Aren't, aren't, I thought they were starting like a streaming service or something like that. Uh, yeah. Either way. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, thought they had they some may, kind of They may have server. talked about it before, but uh, typically <laughs> you buy from iTunes. You can subscribe to a show. Gotcha. And you'll just get that whole season of that show. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking of then. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. The next thing I've got for you here is... Uh, a Batman story. So Gotham is going to be ending this year. You know, Fox is a gritty, dark, weird um, prequel to the Batman series. And the, what was he, the producer? No, the Gotham creator. Uh, the creator of that show, Gotham, Bruno Heller, is bringing another Batman prequel series to television. Now, this show air on Epics. So you might have to, you know, call your cable provider for this one uh, and subscribe to it because I believe Epics is a premium channel. So uh, 
you might have to dig through your lineup to find it. Um, but this will air on Epics. And what's interesting about this is the series will be called Pennyworth. So, as you can imagine, this will be a Batman prequel that is centered around Alfred. And he is saying that this is going to be a no-holds-barred R-rated series. And being that it will air on Epics, which, again, is a premium channel where I believe they can show, you know, essentially whenever they want, same as, you know, HBO or, or Showtime or whatever, um, that sounds pretty interesting, you know. Um, we haven't had an well, other than Deadpool, you know, in a, in a, in feature film length, we haven't had like a, a, a super. And then, but this won't really be a superhero series, though, because it's really you know because Alfred's not a superhero, but you know it it will take place in the the DC universe. So, what do you think about this? This is kind of odd. Um, and DC's gotten a lot of crap. DC's gotten a lot of crap recently about you know the fact that all everything they make is just so gritty and dark, and you know they're trying to be you know, like that. So I don't know if that's a good thing or I don't know. Yeah, just like uh, Deadpool two, and Cable stabs him in the neck, and he says, "You're so dark. You sure you're not from the DC universe?" Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Right. I. <clears throat> it okay depends on who they pick to play alfred because one of my favorite alfreds has honestly got to be the alfred from gotham i forget the actor's name um uh it's something pertwee it's uh john pertwee yeah because he's the son of the guy who played the doctor in I think he was the Sean. second or third yeah, doctor. Pertwee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then his dad was John Pertwee and he yeah. played the doctor. Oh, okay. Well, he is by far my favorite uh, Alfred so far because in Gotham, and it could just be the way they wrote the character, but I, I'm going to attribute part of it to him because he is the actor bringing He's a bad. Life. He, he's a badass yeah i mean that's awesome because yeah all through the years we've seen alfred as being older so he, you know you never get to see that he's a badass and in this one it's like no right well, alfred alfred can kill a bitch uh you know he's got this the right. skills to just snap your neck and you know so i want to see i want to see that alfred i want to see more of him taking action i think that'd be cool um right. but you're either going to have to Use Sean as your actor, as your Alfred, or you're going to have to find somebody who can stand up to that kind of uh, screen presence because the dude's got it. Uh, he's He's got that character down. So, Well, I, I don't even think they could use the same guy as the actor because it's going to, it's you know, even though it's the guy who created Gotham, so the same guy, you know, uh, it's almost more like a prequel to his life, you know, the character that he created for Gotham. You, it, you know, I would assume, you know, because he's already envisioned Alfred as this, you know, kind of badass dude. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you could use uh, the guy from Gotham. You could use Sean Pertwee as, you know, maybe like in like uh, not flashbacks, but flash forwards, you know, something like that. 
But uh, here's a description that he gave uh, of the of the way he envisions the show. It says the world of Pennyworth is something unique in and of itself. It's a weird mishmash of an alternate reality, post World War II dystopic Britain, neon soaked streets outside nightclubs, and high society. The show is no holds barred. R rated swearing, gore, violence, sex are all prevalent in the world of Pennyworth. That may seem like a weird choice for a show based on Batman's butler, but in my opinion, it works wonders. It does just enough to separate itself from the likes of Gotham and Titans to feel like its own thing. Everyone talks like they're in the 1960s era Britain using appropriate language like oik and skulldiggery. It's strange. I haven't ever really seen a show like before the closest approximation i can provide is something like peaky blenders uh but even that is different to what pennyworth presents um and this kind of reminds me of what he did with gotham because uh, you know when you watch gotham every i've watched five seasons of this show you know and and i still sit there and i'm like i don't understand when this is supposed to be taking place you know like everything looks so dark and the architecture looks very like you know uh um almost like 1920s you know uh in the way they present gotham but then everyone drives cars that look like they're from like the 70s and 80s but then and they have typewriters and like old rotary phones but they also have cell phones and you know what I mean? And 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 some of them have sophisticated technology like that. You know, they all all the policemen carry, you know, like normal nine millimeters. But it, it just it I'm just like, I don't understand this weird universe that this whole thing takes place in. It's almost it's it's almost steampunky. But I don't want to say that because I hate steampunk. <laughs> mm, alternate reality. Gotta love it. All right. So, uh, look, there's a lot. There's a lot more details here too about uh, the show, including the narrative of the pilot episode. Ooh, warning for spoilers. Uh, it says, uh, moving on to the story of Pennyworth. The main impetus of the show is that the Raven Society, a secretive group akin to the Court of Owls, uh, mixed with the Illuminati and the Falcone crime family, need to capture Thomas Wayne, Alfred Pennyworth. Bouncing one night at the nightclub, runs into Wayne and his sister. As such, the Ravens, through Bet Sykes and Harwood, try to get Pennyworth to give up Wayne's location. They kidnap Esme. Yeah, they're really just like writing the plot of the whole episode, aren't they? Uh, they kidnap Esme and use her as leverage. Essentially, the entire episode, excluding the setup, is focused on Alfred using any means necessary to get her back. Ever since the war, Alfred has been avoiding a life of violence and bloodshed, only using his skills for security. But this scenario throws him right back into the fray, almost like Robin in the new Titans series. I love this choice to have Alfred be a hardened war veteran who gets pulled back into a life of murder and violence. There are multiple Multiple scenes where we see Alfred let loose his unmatched skills in combat, and they are just amazing in all capitals. Uh, it's bloody, brutal, and fueled by strong pacing and character development. Cool. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it, it sounds really pretty does. cool. <laughs> so, 
I wonder, you know, uh, being that it is a prequel uh, and is centered around Alfred, you know, how much tie in to the DC universe are you going to have? You know what I mean? Uh, because of the fact that, like, obviously – where this is long before Batman or the Joker or the Penguin or the Riddler or any of those things are taking place. So like how much actual tie in with, you know, uh, the 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 well-known DC universe are you going to have? This might really be a, a much more of its own kind of standalone thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, I don't know how much you could have, really. It, it almost seems like it would cheapen it if you tie in too many. Like you don't want any right. superheroes. That would be, you know, right ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I don't, I almost don't want any tie-ins. I want Alfred to just kick ass on his own. Right. Yeah. Sounds cool. Awesome. I have to keep an eye out on it for on epics. Do you get epics? Uh. No, I don't think I do. That doesn't sound... I mean, it sounds familiar, but I don't think that's part of my package on... Um, I use DirecTV now. So. Right. Uh, all right. Well, so the last story in the TV section, we're going to end it on a little bit of a some bummer news. Uh, you know, I think there were, had been rumors about this for a while, but it was just recently announced. I believe it was announced the day that the season finale occurred. Uh, the BBC made it official that there will be no new Who in 2019. Oh, so boo-hoo. in yeah, what's that? Boohoo! You said no new Who. You say that like I said. Oh, boohoo! I know, but it was just like, you know, like you were saying it like you don't care, like you're not affected by this. Um, uh, to be completely honest, I mean, I'm not even remote. I've watched like the first two episodes of the season. I haven't watched it anymore yet. <laughs> I, really? Yeah, they didn't. I I think it's been pretty good. I've, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed Jodie Whittaker as the doctor. I thought it was really good. Uh, there was one or two episodes that I didn't think were that great, but that's it's been like that with everybody, you know, uh, who's who's run the show and been the doctor. So uh, all, all overall, I, I, I've been I've been very pleased with the with the season. So uh, I'm a little disappointed that, uh, you know, there will be no new who. No new who. <laughs> it is a little weird that they're taking such a big break, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not unheard of. Uh, you know, it's been done in the past. They, the BBC takes, you know, time off. And, you know, David Tennant took a year or two off, but they did, like, specials in between. So yeah. <clears throat> now we will get uh, no Christmas special this year, right? But they're going to do the, the New, new Year special. Yeah. So I guess technically, right, so I guess technically there will be a new episode in 2019 there will just be no season until 2020 hmm. and it says early 2020 for the season premiere but that's all they gave us hmm. all right well i yeah i don't know i'm torn <clears throat> I mean, maybe yeah. if they take some time As you can imagine, the rest of the article... Go ahead. I was going to say, the rest of the article just goes on to talk about, you know, all the people online who are complaining and, uh, you know, 
criticizing the fact that, you know, they're already taking a year off in between seasons and uh, questioning, you know, the future of the show already. So, and of course, there have been rumblings that Chibnall's not happy as showrunner and that he'll be leaving after that season and that Jodie Whittaker would go with him. And we've already talked about all that. So, yeah. I'm reading some of these tweets that are in the article, and yeah, people are not happy about this. Right. Well, maybe just rewatch all the old ones or pick your favorite doctor and rewatch that season, you know? Who Whovians will find a way. We always <clears throat> All right. There's there's you know 50 years of the show uh, yeah, you to got, go back and watch. You it. got kind if, of a backlog. <laughs> right. All right. So now Tech news. Uh, let's see here. You're actually responsible for the first story in the tech news section. I am. Wow. Because anytime they do anything new and <coughs> special, I like to to mention it. Uh, although I do have a little bit that I'm disappointed in this, and I'll explain that as I get into it. Uh, in a first for TiVo, the DVR pioneer is testing. And I don't like this either. A familiar looking upgrade program because they keep likening what they're doing to Apple. And I just don't like Apple. So I don't like, you know, one of my favorite technology brands to be likened to Apple. It just uh, it disgusts me. But uh, I see their point. Uh, Apple has, uh, you know, regularly offered people credits towards the purchase of their new phones by purchase, you know, by uh, trading in their old devices. And TiVo has recently instituted that same type of program. So owners of a Romeo over the air DVR of any capacity, according to this article, I've also read something somewhere else that that's not true, but I I haven't confirmed it. Um, But according to this, this article, owners of a Romeo over-the-air DVR of any capacity will receive a $200 credit towards a brand spanking new one terabyte bolt over-the-air uh, with an all-in lifetime service plan. So instead of $500, $250 for the box and $250 for the service, cord cutters will pay just $300 out of pocket, which compares favorably on pricing anyway to the $280 one terabyte Amazon Fire TV recast DVR. <clears throat> which I believe we talked about when we talked to, uh, compared these things uh, when they first announced the brand new TiVo over the air. So uh, I'm disappointed in this because is from what I've read so far, this only pertains to people who have the old Romeo over the air DVRs who want to upgrade to the new Bolt over the air. Uh, what about somebody like me who's still on the classic box? <clears throat> you know, I still have two TiVo premieres. Uh, you know, the last uh, version of the – well, no, I guess the Bolt still had a – is still a, a regular old uh, set-top box version as well. But, uh, you know, for those of us who are still using cable cards and, you know, have the set-top boxes and aren't on an over-the-air experience, you would think that they would offer us some kind of credit as well. You know, perhaps not the same $200, maybe only $100, but whatever. You know, offer me some kind of incentive, guys, you know, especially seeing as that I've been with TiVo since, you know, 
2005 or whatever. So I'm a little disappointed there that uh, they haven't extended this back far enough to those of us who still have the older devices. But uh, it's a step in the right direction, in my opinion. And I think it helps them uh, still stay relevant and compete with, you know, companies like Amazon who are offering these, uh, you know, their DVRs. Yeah, I do see um, in the article it does say any capacity, but on the little flyer that they have here, item number two says get $200 credit when you trade in your TiVo uh, Romeo OTA 1 terabyte or TiVo Romeo uh, OTA Vox 1 terabyte. So you have to have the 1 terabyte one, it looks like. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean... It's cool that they're doing something like this because some people that it could mean the difference between you know upgrading or throwing out the TiVo the old one and you know that just creates waste. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, sure, I it it would be nice if it was more TiVo models because they could get people to upgrade into uh, new ones like you said. But uh, I don't right, know. I'm not and a maybe TiVo if fan, you know so. I mean, maybe if this uh, program succeeds, then they'll extend it, you know, and grow it and things like that. So I just uh, I hope it uh, I hope it does well. And then I hope they give me the opportunity to upgrade. So I don't understand why you're not a fan of TiVo. It doesn't serve me any purpose whatsoever. I guess because I already have a setup that gives me everything that TiVo would give me. And I don't like monthly fees or paying a ridiculous amount for a lifetime subscription to anything. Because, I mean, I use, for instance, for my over-the-air, <clears throat> I use my um, Plex Media Server and an HD Home Run um, tuner. The HD Home Run tuner gives me four separate tuners that I can use. So I can record, I can record or watch four things at a time. And the Plex DVR allow the Plex Media Server allows me to DVR anything I want. It downloads all the guides and everything. So I mean, it does everything the TiVo does except for the uh, streaming services. And those streaming services are on the set top boxes that I'm using to stream the Plex Media Server. So you know, but I also have complete freedom once those files are download or uh, stream or <clears throat> you know like. Once they um, get DVR'd, I can take those files and do whatever I want with them. Sure. So I don't know if TiVo has that ability or not. Uh, I think that the the newer stuff does allow you to like download and take it with you. At least some of the stuff. Uh, you know, I, I think there are some some content that might be like you know rights restricted or something like that. But uh, uh, I believe the newer uh, devices do allow you to download and take things with you i think yeah and then the plex <clears throat> the plex pass that you have to get to use the dvr functionality on plex i don't i didn't get it for the dvr functionality that came later uh, i got it for the syncing where i can download stuff to a tablet or a you know a device and store it physically on that device in case i lose signal um but the plex pass is uh for a lifetime subscription is 115 dollars. so it's you know about half of what tivo is and then Plex Media Server is free software, and then the HD Home Run, if I remember right, was uh, like eighty bucks. So, 
Gotcha. Here is a little bit here in the bottom of the article. It says uh, Bolt OTA is a significant yeah, significant upgrade over Romeo OTA hardware in several ways. There's a notable improvement in performance given more powerful processor and additional memory along with 4K streaming where applicable. Think Netflix app. More notable for many is the native streaming and downloading of recordings to iPhone and Android smartphones or tablets. Let's not forget the very nice voice remote packed in so it does allow uh streaming and downloading of recordings to your iphone and android smartphones and tablets okay well but that's probably also locked into a tivo app more likely mine i can physically take the file off my computer just like i would any other file and give it to someone on a flash drive or you know sure Sure, I get it. It's the same thing I complain about with Apple all the time, you know. Like my they won't let me play their freaking music on anything, you yeah. know. Which I mean, that being said though, you are paying uh, basically you're paying a uh, um an ease of use tax. Because on mine you have to have a computer, you have to install Plex right. server, you have to set it up, you have to set up the HD home run and all that stuff. You know, it takes a little bit of tinkering. And it's not I, it's mostly button clicks, to be completely honest. They Plex made it super duper simple, so I would honestly be able to walk someone through it over the phone in like less than thirty minutes. But you do you do have to set some things up with TiVo. You plug it in, you turn it on, you're good. So you're right. you're paying you run a premium the guided for that. Setup. Yeah, and I love TiVo, and I've always mm-hmm. argued that you know it's all about like user interface and things like that. So you know TiVo. That's what TiVo's kind of famous for, you know. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah. So they have their place for sure. All right. <clears throat> so let's see here. Um, everybody knows that I have a lot of echoes in my house. Um, <clears throat> didn't need an excuse to get another one, but uh, probably will now. I saw this and I even I thought, oh, I might like that. That's I know. Neat, right? And the price is right. So. Amazon Echo or Amazon has released a new Echo that is a wall clock, just a simple wall clock. Uh, it's thirty bucks, which is kind of awesome to be honest. Um, so let's see here. Uh, let's see, the wall clock doesn't actually have a microphone uh, built in for the the all the um, you know the A word stuff. Um, it's, it's basically meant to supplement someone who already has some of the echoes in their house. Um, but if you do, it can display timers, alarms, and reminders. So that's kind of cool. It runs on four AA batteries. So that's nifty. Uh, has to be sunk to an echo device that you already have and requires Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. <clears throat> Um, it says you can do it all through your voice without having to pull out your phone, which is kind of cool. And this comes from the verge, by the way, it has 60 LEDs running around the clock's face. So you can look at multiple timers and alarms at once. So that's, I mean, it sounds super interesting. Uh, Uh, see, I didn't realize that it didn't have a speaker in it at all. Like I thought it was still going to be like, uh, almost like an echo dot or something, you know, um, that you would still be able to, you know, 
speak to it or hear from it, you know, and kind of I, that I think I was thinking of it as as more of like a fancy version of a dot. Well, let me see here. It, it says it doesn't have a mic for um, the echoes, but I'm trying to see if it has a speaker. It doesn't say anything about having a speaker. So I guess it would all just happen through your your uh, echoes. Right. But, I mean, for someone who sets a lot of timers on his echoes, that's, you know, that's kind of the thing in my house, uh, the timer thing. It's, it's constant. Um, you know, whenever my daughter starts using a tablet or anything like that, we set a timer and she has to be done when the timer's done, you know. Um, so I will probably buy this. To be completely honest, more than likely, I'm putting it in my cart right now. <laughs> All right, I'll buy that after the show. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, if you got a bunch of echoes, you set timers, and that kind of stuff's useful to you, or you need a wall clock because most wall clocks are going to cost you ten bucks. Triple that, thirty. Pair it with your echoes. Now you can see timers on the wall. Why not? All right. Um, this next one's kind of a twofer. Uh, make sure you open both of them, Sean. <coughs> so Australia has passed a vague anti-encryption law that basically says uh, they call it the assistance and access law. And um, it makes it to where the government can use secret warrants. Um, different enforcement agencies can also do so uh, to force companies to... Uh, help them break into individuals encrypted data um you know it's it's not that's not cool um so any comp it's basically what we were trying to avoid uh apple being forced to do uh being right. forced to break their own encryption um i've got a, a post from proton mail on here that explains things pretty well to be completely honest um <clears throat> They um, they go into some good details and kind of walk people through it. This is Australia, so it is not you know uh, is not it may not be your country. It's one country out of a bunch, so this may not directly affect you. However, it sets a dangerous precedent because if one country can do it, other countries will think they can do it as well. Um, so Signal, and this is what this is what the big the, the main thing is and i i enjoy this uh a lot signal is a messaging app um voice video text and their big thing has always been privacy and security they are heavily encrypted everything on signal is encrypted and because of that it's kind of gained traction as uh, a messaging platform that you know keeps government eyeballs out of your stuff and <clears throat> signal has basically said to australia good luck with that <laughs> um it says here and this is an article from Arch technica by design signal does not have a record of your contacts social graph conversation list location user avatar user profile name group memberships group titles or group avatars um this is from joshua ludd uh he's a signal developer 
the end-to-end encryption or the end-to-end encrypted contents of every message and voice video call are protected by keys that are entirely inaccessible to us. Uh, in most cases, we don't even have access to who is messaging whom. So basically, it's kind of like Apple, where they put all the encryption on the device, and the company has absolutely no access to it. So that is how companies, tech companies who want to protect their users' data, can do this. If the if the um, if the ability to break the encryption is not within their means, they can't be forced to break the encryption because they can't. You know, so way to go, Signal. And I love the fact that they basically just said, you know, good luck. <laughs> um, do you uh, have you ever used Signal, Sean, for your uh, your clandestine dealings? No, no, no. I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. Obviously, it's a messaging app, but unless it's you know the built-in text messaging feature on my phone, then no, I have not used it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I, you know, there's not a whole lot to talk about here other than, um, you know, like I said, this is, this can be, this can turn into a very big bad thing. So let's hopefully, hopefully it just stops with Australia, but, you know, other people will try it. So be wary of laws that your government is passing if you have the ability to intervene and uh, stop something else like this happening. As a citizen, it is your duty to do so. All right, <clears throat> um, Google. This this actually, I was sad. <laughs> this was this is just this made me so sad. Uh, Sundar Pichai uh, had his congressional hearing on uh, the I think it was the eleventh, uh, and <clears throat> he let's see here. I'm reading an article from Mashable here. It says Pichai testified before Congress on Google Plus data breaches, the controversial Chinese censorship-friendly search product, and perceived anti-conservative bias. <coughs> okay, so, <laughs> this mm, it gives me a headache, like, instantly. <laughs> it's funny, because I saw a video that was going around from um, the, produ- the video producer Now This, and they were, um, were kind of showing some highlights of the hearing and all it does is go to show that nobody in congress understands how technology works and that makes me sad one of the questions was um from a from a congressman who asked sundar parchai you know if i take this phone and he holds up his phony he says and i walk to the other side of the room does google know that i've moved this phone and Sundar Pichai, of course, says, well, you may have opted into a Google service that would be tracking that location. And he says, so you can't tell me yes or no. And Sundar Pichai says, well, no, I can't tell you yes or no, because I would have to see your phone. And, you know, the congressman is like, oh, it's a yes or no answer and all this different stuff. It's like, no, jackass. No, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's like you have to know how your phone works first. All right. So that was one. Right. Um, what was another one? Oh, there was another. There was a congresswoman who asked about. Uh, she said, "If you do a Google search," and she said, "I've just done this from my phone." Uh, if you do a Google search for the word "idiot," <laughs> uh, a picture of President Trump shows up. 
And she said, how, how can something like that happen? And then Sundar Pichai obviously goes into how Google crawls the, the internet and finds data and metadata and pictures and all this and puts it all together into a graph of um, you know, what words associate with what across the entire internet. And she just like glasses over. Her eyes just like glass over. She doesn't doesn't catch any of it. It's like, you know, I mean, maybe if we're going to have a congressional hearing to hold someone or hold a technology company accountable for something. I'm not saying Google didn't do doesn't do anything wrong. I'm just saying maybe the people who are on the other side of the hearing should probably know how those things work before the hearing. I mean, that's that's not too much to ask, right? Nothing? You got nothing? What is is I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were addressing me specifically. Is what too much to ask? That the that Congress learn how these technological devices work before they you know. Well, especially when they're like, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what what group was having this congressional meeting, but I can't I would imagine that it was probably like some kind of subcommittee in charge of this kind of stuff, you know, uh, and uh, and they have absolutely no idea what they're even governing. So, yeah, absolutely. They should all have to take like continuing education classes at the local community college to learn how to use their own damn computer. I agree. Let me uh, see. I got to remember how to do this. I always forget. I have a seven-year-old granddaughter who picked up her phone before the election, and she's playing a little game. Kind of <laughs> this game is a kid funny here. And up um, on there pops a picture of her According to your article here on Mashable, it says the most cringeworthy comment or the most cringeworthy moment of the entire hearing uh, goes to Texas Representative Louis Gohmert. The Republican congressman was upset with the fact that Google shows Wikipedia in its search results. Gohmert proceeded to throw himself under the bus in a bizarre moment where he blamed the free online encyclopedia for removing edits that his staff makes to his own Wikipedia page. Remember that this is being said at a hearing on political bias on the Internet. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So they should show up in your search results because they edit my edits. Uh, they remove my edits on my own page because they, we basically basically says they're you know editing their own page to 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 I guess what sound better you know like he's trying to make himself sound you know yeah and you're not supposed to edit your own Wikipedia page that's that's kind of the thing you know that's, uh, I mean you can but you're not. I technically supposed to morally um. <laughs> morally <laughs> I have a seven year old granddaughter who picked up her phone before the election so and she's playing a little game yeah. kind of game a kid would play and up on there pops a picture of her grandfather and I'm not going to say into the record what kind of language was used around that picture of her grandfather but I'd ask you how does that show up on a seven year old's iPhone who's playing a kid's game Congressman, uh, iPhone is made by a different company, and so, you know, I mean... Uh, I, it I might have been an Android. I, it's just, it was a hand-me-down of some kind. Uh, you uh, know, I... I'd ask... You know. 
I'm happy to follow up and understand the specifics. It, there may be an application which was being used, which uh, had a notification, but uh, I'm happy to understand it better and uh, clarify it for you. Okay. Uh, thank you for your testimony. <laughs> so if she was just playing a game that a kid would play, why was she getting a political ad anyway? Uh, it makes no sense. Uh, yeah, the whole thing doesn't even make any sense. Like, I mean, uh, I don't. I, I see lots of ads pop up while I'm playing games, but I don't see political ads pop up. No, no. I think he was bullshitting. You can't bullshit a bullshitter. There is. There, there are ways that bots could influence the algorithm by going in and disliking or whatever. Is that not right? Uh, you know, throughout our systems, we deal with, uh, you know, spam bots and bots of many, many kinds. It's what we have worked hard over 20 years to make sure we can counter. We have several measures in place. We deduct these activities and we respond strongly. All right, to follow up on this, should I talk? I heard on television this morning, oh, uh, MSNBC said you have almost 200 lobbyists. Uh, and it's amazing that they all look like Ed on. <laughs> but, but should I just talk to one of the Ed ons and ask him to get with you on this issue? What? We'll definitely have our office follow up. Thank you, sir. Um, and by the way, as far as MSNBC would be a news. I mean, if you're on MSNBC, wouldn't that be in your news? Uh, is MSNBC a news provider? Is that your yeah. question? So if you, like I put my name in here, Rep. Steve Cohen, I punch news. This weekend, I was on MSNBC four times. And yet, the first thing that comes up is the Daily Caller, not exactly a liberal but I guess well-known group. Then Roll Call, then Breitbart News, then the Memphis Business Journal, then Breitbart News, then Breitbart. So it looks like you are overly using conservative news organizations on your news. And I'd like you to look into overuse of conservative news organizations to put on liberal people's news on Google. And if you'd let me know about that, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I just... Mm. <laughs> I don't I don't understand how how we expect to get any kind of information if we don't know our ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to how the how you know how technology works. It just pisses me off. It just really it aggravates me and then I get sad. <laughs> Cuz it's like these are the people who are making our decisions for us for God's sake. <sighs> Call your congressperson. Tell them to get their head out of their ass and learn how Google works. There. Do that. All right. <clears throat> now, this one's uh this one's always fun. I enjoy uh let me find this list here. Okay. All the way to the bottom, of course it is. So let me switch off my speakers so I don't accidentally play some ad or something. Um Every year, we get a list of the 25 most popular passwords, <clears throat> and every year it makes me feel a lot better about myself. <laughs> um, so Splash Data is uh, the company that puts this out. Um, Sean, let me know if any of these are your password. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to roll through these real quick. <clears throat> One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> password. Oh, this one's hard. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Whew, nine digits. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five. All ones. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. God damn it. Sunshine. That's weird. Uh, QWERTY. 
Um, God, I love you, uh, princess, admin, really. Welcome. Six, 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 six. You're going to hell for that. <laughs> uh, ABC, one, two, three. God. Football, one, two, three, one, two, three. Monkey, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let's turn it around. That'll, that'll come. <laughs> um, literally, if you just hit the shift button and then. Uh, one, hit, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, it's just the characters. Um, Charlie, that's weird. Um, A A one two three four five six. Uh, the, yeah, that'll that'll work. Number twenty three, Donald. Donald. <laughs> um, number twenty four, password the number one, and number twenty five, QWERTY one two three. Oh God. Oh man, I just. I just don't get it. How do people? I mean, it's got to just be a laziness thing, right? That you would use these. Yes. I mean, it can't be. It can't honestly be people thinking those are good passwords. Let's see. I don't even understand how half of them would work because, like, everything I encounter nowadays is like, okay, I need your care, your password to be seventeen characters long. (laughs) There needs to be three capital letters, precisely seven lowercase letters. All of the rest need to be characters, but they can't be characters from like the top row. You know, (laughs) and one one character from at at least one character from a um, extinct uh, language. Yeah, extinct language. I'll tell. I'll tell. I knew it would work. All right, give it to me. The combination is one. 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 Two. 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 Three. 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 Four. 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 Five. 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 So the combination is one, two, three, four, five. That's the stupidest combination I ever heard in my life. That's the kind of thing an idiot would have on his luggage. Thank you, your highness. Well, did it work? Where's the key? It worked, sir. We have the combination. Great. What's the combination? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Yes. That's amazing. I've got the same combination on my luggage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (coughs) Space balls. So, yeah, don't use any of these. Please come up with something. <sighs> anyway, all right. And now time for movie news. So, um, ooh, pause. Okay, there we go. Uh, the new Avengers trailer, uh, Avengers Endgame, came out. Sean, what were your thoughts? It did. Um, I thought it looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I honestly, I don't think I, I don't think I was expecting it to come out so quickly. I don't think I was aware that the movie was already going to uh, be out by. I think it was it supposed to come out in April. Yeah, so, I believe so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I, uh, I was not prepared for it. So when it came out, I was like, you know, very surprised, and it looks, looks awesome. So. My uh, my favorite moment was, of course, the uh, the 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 amusing moment at the end with Ant Man. Oh yeah, when he comes back, that was that's cool. 
Um, yeah. Which just leads me to wonder, like, you know, are they going to, how are they going to address, you know, what happened to him? Like, you know, like uh, if you've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, he was left in a pretty precarious situation at the end of that film. So I guess though, I guess, uh, you know, escaping that predicament will, will take place at the beginning of the Avengers film, I guess. Um, well, if you look up, uh, I don't know where I ended up finding the pictures. I was trying to do a little research and figure out like what I thought would happen. Um, but if you like one of the things that people constantly point out is when you watch um, Ant-Man and the Wasp and you, you know, when they're in the quantum realm and he's kind of zooming through the, the wickedness of whatever they show up as a quantum realm, there's one scene where you can vividly see a city inside the quantum realm. And if you search, okay. if you search for quantum realm city, You'll find all the the posts for it, but um, it looks like a city in a bubble in the quantum realm. So I'm wondering if that would have anything to do with it. And then the fact that like Steve Rogers is looking at a picture of Peggy, and um, you know, just a lot of stuff makes it feel like there's going to be time travel involved. Oh yeah, and the quantum realm and the time stone might have something to do with that. Um. Because one of my theories since the Avengers came out was that, uh, I don't want to spoil too much for anybody, but at one point or another, Doctor Strange has to materialize the Time Stone to you know, hand it over. And when that happens, you know, I, I was almost thinking that maybe he had pulled it from a different time that the time stone itself was going through time. So that would stand to reason that maybe he sent it forward in time to help the Avengers. Right. And that was the only okay. way he could, you know, but then again, timey wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Right. Things are going to get freaking complicated. <laughs> so I I'm, I'm super stoked for it. Um, I like. I, mean, I like the, the way the trailer that broke it looks. records. The trailer broke records. It was. It's. It's like the most watched <clears throat> movie trailer ever at this point. Uh, right now, YouTube is YouTube. Anyway, is up to seventy-one million views. Right on the official Marvel version, you know. Right. So. And as I told you, I saw a uh, a a fan, like a fan made. Uh, a version of this trailer where they replaced every character with Deadpool, and uh, and then he just basically ridiculed, you know, the uh, Avengers, the entire Marvel universe <laughs> over the course of the entire trailer. It was very amusing. So, uh, I, if you got a minute, uh, I would I'd suggest uh, googling that, trying to find that out there. It was really funny. Okay, awesome. So yeah, if you haven't seen this one, go you know check it out on YouTube. Um, if we can find the other one, I might link it in here. I don't remember where it's at. If you can find the link, you can plop it in there. Um, and then let's see here. So the next thing we got that was all the movie news. Movies are there's not a lot of movies stuff happening. So. Um, LOL, OMG, WTF. Was that? 
All right. So this one, uh, every year, uh, at the end of the year, Pornhub uh, puts all their data together and shows us, uh, you know, what everyone's looking at, what uh, <laughs> what what gets their uh, motors revving. Um, so, and I think almost every year we talk about this <laughs> too. So. I love how they just word this in this TechCrunch article. Pornhub, a popular site that features people in various stages of undress. <laughs> uh, well, you know. And then it says, saw 33.5 billion visits in 2018. There are currently 7.53 billion people on Earth. Y'all have been busy. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Okay, so 2018... 33.5 billion visits to Pornhub. That is a daily average of 92 million. Um, <clears throat> that equals the population of Canada, Poland, and Australia every day. Uh, 962 searches per second. 4,791,799 uh, videos uploaded. That's 1 million hours of, ver- of video. Pardon me. Uh, it says here, if you started watching 2018's videos after the Wright Brothers' first flight, you would still be watching today. Uh, 4,403 4, petabytes of data transferred. Um, let's see here. So, let's see. Ah, here we go. The searches that define 2018. Number one, Stormy Daniels. Yeah, of course. Number two. Fortnite. God. Yeah. Uh, number three, 4K. Hmm. Okay. Number four, romantic. Oh, that's romantic. That's, that's sweet. Uh, number five, trans. Sure. Whatever. Okay. Number six, outdoor. So we're romantic and Outdoor. outdoorsy now. Okay. Number seven, we like bad girls because tattoos. Tattoos. And bad boys. Uh, number eight, Tinder. Tinder? Like yeah. the, the app? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, this one, <laughs> number nine, Bowsette. That's sad. Gamers. And number 10, Threesome. That, that's a good old standby. Good old classic. <laughs> good classic. Um. So, the most searched for terms of 2018. I'm going to go through these quick. (coughs) Get ready for it. Here we go. Lesbian, hentai, milf, stepmom, Japanese, mom, teen, Asian, massage, Korean, ebony, anal, threesome, big ass, Fortnite, Chinese, big tits, cartoon, cream pie, Overwatch, gangbang, anime, trans, public. I don't know what that last one is. (laughs) You don't know? Joy? What's that? Is that how you say that? J-O-I. Joy? Oh, J-O-I. It's it's J O I. Oh, it's J O I. Okay. Yeah. So that there. <laughs> it's it's an acronym. Okay. Don't want to know what it means. Don't <laughs> don't care. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna do the top five most searched for porn stars: Stormy Daniels, Mia Khalifa, Riley Reed, Lana Rhodes, Brandy Love. Congratulations, uh, girls. Yes, they're all girls, I believe. Um, most searched for male porn stars. Here you go. I love these guys' names. These guys are so... Their names are awesome. Uh, Jordi El Nino Pola. 
<laughs> Johnny Sins, James Dean, Rocco Sifredi, I think. Sifredi. Sifredi, okay. And Mandingo. <laughs> 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 I, I know all of, I know who all of these people are oh <laughs> uh, let's see here obviously the top 20 countries by traffic will do top five united states united kingdom india japan canada uh, let's see here time spent per visit this is an interesting concept okay. how long do you actually spend on uh on porn <laughs> One video, two videos, just enough. Who knows? Um, top five: Philippines, South Africa, United States, Ukraine, and Canada. Um, Philippines was at thirteen minutes fifty seconds. Canada at ten minutes twenty six seconds. Let's see here. <laughs> Time spent per visit: United States, states that last the longest. mississippi 11 minutes 23 seconds way to go uh south carolina arkansas alabama and louisiana uh our home state of missouri is at 11 minutes two seconds by the way um states that last the shortest kansas nine minutes 21 seconds nebraska district of columbia utah and colorado at 10 minutes 11 seconds Um, let's see here Nighttime is still the uh, favorite time to watch porn um, after 10 p.m. Let's see here. Uh, Oh, here we go. Um, Some of these are inappropriate, even for us. (laughs) 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 So I'm, I'm having to kind of search through them as I go here. Um, oh, this one is always interesting to me. Uh, so most search for terms by gender. Okay, women's favorites. Ladies first. Lesbian, Japanese, hentai, threesome, Korean. Um, I'll go. I'll do the top five because the top five in both of these are not horrible. Uh, <laughs> they get Once weird. you get below the top five, things start to get yeah. graphic. Yeah, shit gets weird <laughs> quick. Uh, men's favorites. Japanese, MILF, hentai, Korean, stepmom. Still weird. But, okay. Um, <laughs> top trending searches of 2018 by gender. Here you go. <laughs> New and at the top of the list, Fortnite. <clears throat> Man. For both genders on that one. Um, Wow. Up 392% lesbian strap-on for women. <laughs> um, this is also for women. Uh, up a 188% Korean. 161% tender. Uh, and then for men, obviously, new Fortnite. Woo! Um, 213% Korean, 167% trans. This is interesting. And kudos, uh, maybe, to men. It could go either way on this one. 155% how to treat women. <laughs> Don't know if I'd be taking that advice from Pornhub, but okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that could be skewed. <laughs> That might be the that might be the 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 reason for a lot of our problems. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see here. Most search porn stars by women. Wow. What? No. Okay. Sure. Whatever. What? Stor- Stormy Daniels, Mia Khalifa, Johnny Sins, Danny Daniels, Riley Reed. There's only one dude. <clears throat> Pardon me. There's only one guy in the top five. Yeah. 
All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, men obviously beat out women uh, as uh, the highest viewers of Pornhub <laughs> by a pretty solid margin. <laughs> uh, United States, 28% women to 72% men. Um, they really don't need us. I'm just saying. Uh, let's see here. Age demographics. Most of them are 25 to 34. Um, however, there is 4% that is 65 and older. Way to go, guys. Way to go. Yeah. Way to, way to under those, those people understand how to work their computer. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> um, wow. So, oh God. <laughs> I was going to start reading off popular searches by age group. But after you get past forty five, shit gets weird. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna skip that one altogether. Um seventy one point six percent of traffic comes from phones. Huh. You guys are watching a little That's weird porn, little porn at work, huh? I see how it is. Um <clears throat> see here. Traffic by operating system, seventy seven point one percent is Windows. No surprise there. Uh but is on the Chrome browser. I love these statistics. Here we Mm -hmm. go. This is the one I was waiting to see. (laughs) Traffic by game console. (laughs) Ah, nice. 54.4% comes from a PlayStation. 33% comes from an Xbox. That means Xbox owners get more action than PlayStation owners. That's what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nintendo Wii U. Who's watching porn on the Wii U? <laughs> That's four point six percent. PS Vita is seven point three percent, which is probably every PS Vita owner in the world. Um, and then the Nintendo 3DS also what is point zero seven percent? Wowza! All right. <coughs> Top five. Uh, popular movie, TV, and character searches. Harley Quinn, Elastigirl, The Incredibles, Star Wars, and Family Guy. Hmm. That took a turn. <laughs> um, popular video game character searches. Bowsette from Nintendo. Bridget from Overwatch. Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. Mercy from Overwatch. And Zelda from Nintendo Zelda. So yeah. Uh, lots of good stuff. Let's see here. Trying to see if there's any other good stuff here. Um, holiday searches. <laughs> they really, I mean, they got some analytics, man. Holy crap. This is crazy. All right. So, yeah, that looks like that's probably the, the most interesting parts of it. Like the, um, I guess I should probably, let me, do I, hmm. if you, I'm not going to link this one because, I feel that linking to Pornhub would probably be a bad idea. <laughs> but if you search for Pornhub and go into, um, you know, look for their insights, they'll actually, it'll, it's a much bigger breakdown than the TechCrunch article that I posted. Um, so if you're interested in that kind of thing, you know, I like stats. So what are you going to do? <clears throat> all right. That's all of those. Moving on. Next, flicks. Uh, let's see here. 2018, we're going to be covering movies from the 17th to the 28th. 
So let's see here. Boop, boop, boop. Okay. Uh, first one, December nineteenth. It's a weird ass day to remove to release a movie, but okay. Mary Poppins returns. Emily Blunt, Meryl Streep, Ben Wishaw, Emily Mortimer, Colin Firth. I like Colin yeah. Firth. Next. I don't even need to hear it. All right. It's, it's Mary Poppins. It's Mary Poppins. I don't need to hear it. Not going to see it. Don't care about it. F you, Mary Poppins. <laughs> All right. Uh, December 21st. Well, that jumped forward. <clears throat> First one. Aquaman. Nice. Uh, uh, Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson, Dolph Lundgren. Wow, Dolph Lundgren's in it. Awesome. Dolph Lundgren. Nice. Aquaman is the king of Atlantis, born half-human as Arthur Curry and half-Atlantean. The film will focus on the, a surface world constantly ravaging the sea and the undersea Atlanteans who are ready to lash out in revolt. Looks oh, good. I like it. I thought the trailer looked awesome. Yeah. All right. Next, Bumblebee. Nah. Um, Haley Seinfeld, Jason Drucker, Abby Quinn, Rachel Crow, Ricardo Hoyos. Uh, on the run in the year 1987, Bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small California beach town. Charlie, on the cusp of turning 18 and trying to find her place in the world, discovers Bumblebee, battle scarred and broken. When Charlie revives him. Next. Yeah, see, I you got you lost me at trying to find her place in the world. <laughs> I don't need to hear the backstory for all the characters in the the copy for the movie. Yeah. And it's the Transformers. I've never seen one of the Transformers movies, so not going to see this one either. Yeah, they're all right, but yeah. Um, second act: Jennifer Lopez, Leah Remini, uh, Remini, sorry, Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, a big box store employee reinvents her life and her lifestyle, which gets her the chance to prove to Madison Avenue that street smarts are as valuable as college degrees. I don't know. Bleh. I don't have the slightest idea what that movie's about. <laughs> uh, what do you, I mean, I think they summed it up pretty good. You know, it sounds like, uh, you know, like the lady who works at Walmart decides to, you know, screw the norm and gets a job on, you know, like you know, designing clothes for a big fashion empire, something like that. That's what that that's what I get out of what you just read me. Okay. So it's like uh, it sounds to me like, you know, blue collar devil wears Prada. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, welcome to Marwin. Steve, oh, this looks cool. Yeah, Steve Carell, Leslie Mann, uh, Diane Kruger. <clears throat> when a devastating attack sh- uh, shatters Mark Hogan Camp and wipes away all memories, no one expected recovery. Putting together pieces from his old and new life, Mark meticulously creates a wondrous town where he can heal and be heroic. As he builds an astonishing art installation, a testament to the most powerful women he knows, through his fantasy world, he draws strength to triumph in the real one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if that uh, described the movie. I don't think it does that well. No, I mean, well I've seen enough, the trailer. You know, yeah. from what I, yeah, from what I've seen in the trailer, like it, it looks, it looks like a really interesting film. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Anything else on this one? No. Okay. <clears throat> so now on to 
Uh, the 25th. Christmas Day, really? That's weird. Yeah, Christmas. Lots of people go to the movies on Christmas Day, I think. That's Even weird. I've been to the movies on Christmas Day. Really? Yeah. I don't go anywhere on Christmas Day. All right. <clears throat> Vice. Uh, Christian Bale. Oh, wow. That's Christian Bale. Holy shit. Uh, Steve Carell, Amy Adams, Bill Pullman, Sam Rockwell. Awesome. Love Sam Rockwell. Um, explores the epic story about how a bureaucratic Washington insider became the most powerful man in the world as vice president to George W. Bush, reshaping the country mm-hmm. and the globe in ways that we still feel today. Ugh. Christian Bale plays Dick Cheney. Really? Dude, look at pictures. Holy shit balls. Like, number one, he actually kind of looks like Dick Cheney. But number two, you can't wow. not tell that's Christian Bale. That's Christian Bale, huh? Yeah. That's I crazy. I want to see what Sam Rockwell looks like as George W. Bush. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Uh, oh, come on. Yeah, I want to see pictures. Pictures. Oh, come on. Ah, it's going to make me watch the trailer. I'll watch the trailer later. Oh, here's one right here. I'm assuming this is the picture. Just type Vice Movie into Google and hit images. Oh, wow. Holy shit. He does look like him. That's cool. And then it's like the, yeah, it's right there. There's a split one with him and George W. Bush. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. I might have to watch this just to just to see the acting. I mean, wow. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's <laughs> Christian Bale. Like, I, I would never recognize him in a million years. Yeah. Kudos, man. All right. Uh, last one. <clears throat> Holmes and Watson. Oh, man. Uh, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Rebecca Hall, Ralph, uh, Ralph, Fi- Ray Fiennes. I always yep. say him wrong. I say his name wrong. Poor guy. Oh, you're going to love this. Adventures of Master Detective Sherlock Holmes and Watson, his crime-solving partner. That's it. That's it. That's Sweet. It. <laughs> Perfect. I, I want to see this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley together because they're very man-boy on both ends, and it's almost too right. much man-boy. I loved them in Step Brothers, but it was because see, they were supposed to be man-boys. See, I was not quite as much of a fan of Step Brothers, but I really enjoyed Talladega Nights, and they were both in that. Oh, okay. All right. So, Sean, what the hell are you up to? Uh, well, um, this weekend, uh, I, I waited until, you know, after all the parts had aired and, uh, just last night I finished watching the CW Elseworlds crossover. So, um, this year's crossover event, uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, you're not caught up, right? Like you, ha- I'm assuming you didn't watch this. Oh gosh, no. Yeah. Do you even you, you don't even watch any of those shows anymore, do you? Do you watch do you still watch The Flash? Um no, I didn't get caught up with The Flash and then other things got in the way. So I don't watch The Flash, I don't watch Arrow. Uh those are really two of the only D, the DC shows I watched right now. And I, this year's crossover I thought was really really well done. I I, I, I it was it was so fun. 
they're you know they they introduced Batwoman you know as How as we talked she? about was she good? before she was she was in it a whole lot less than I expected uh, like I thought she was going to be bummer. a much a much larger part of the crossover but she was she was only in uh, you know like one of the three you know shows essentially and then I think she made and then she made a brief appearance at the end of the uh, of the crossover event um, but they tied it in and and things like that and, and you know you can you can tell how they're gonna turn it into a, a, a series of her own but she was good uh superman had a m- large role in in the crossover event which i found odd considering that he doesn't have his own series on the cw and is only like an occasional guest star on supergirl um so superman had a a ex- an extensive role in, in the entire crossover event. So, um, that was kind of cool. makes me wonder if they're going to do something with him, you know, at the CW, uh, you know, giving Superman his own, his own television series. But there were, there were multiple references to Batman. I mean, there was an entire conversation between Barry and Oliver where they argue as, uh, as to whether or not Batman even exists or whether he's a, an urban legend created by the Gotham City Police Department to keep criminals in line. And, uh, you know, like there was, there were, there were several, um, nods and references to, other incarnations of of these characters you know like uh uh during the visit to gotham when they meet uh the gal who is batwoman she is in one of bruce wayne's buildings uh and and bruce wayne has been gone he abandoned gotham like three years prior and uh uh, she's in one of his buildings and and they show you like, do you remember in the original Batman, like the old Adam West show, like the uh, it was always like a William Shakespeare stat, like a bust of William Shakespeare yeah. that uh, that had like the button in it or whatever that they would push to make, you know, the wall open up so they could slide down the pole or whatever. Uh, it, like they they showed that Shakespeare bust. You know, when they were when when she was like packaging up some stuff, some of Bruce Wayne's stuff or going through Bruce Wayne's stuff, they showed that bust. And then uh, at one point in one of the episodes, they uh, they flashed to the you know Supergirl's universe, which is Earth 38, I believe. And they they show Smallville, Kansas. You know, it says Smallville across the bottom of the screen to let you know where they're at. And they zoom in from above the barn on the Kent farm. And the moment you see that scene, they start playing the theme music from Smallville. Hmm. And so the show, you know, Smallville, the Superman series that was on the CW for like 12 years or whatever, uh, you know, it had a, a famous, you know, song that was the it was called Save Me, I believe, by Remy Zero, I believe, was the band. And uh, and so as soon as they flashed to Smallville, Kansas on the Elseworlds crossover, they began playing Save Me uh, in the background. And I thought that was a super cool nod to another 
incarnation of these characters. And I'm sure there were things in the crossover that I didn't even catch. You know, I'm sure there's all kinds of Easter eggs like that that were thrown in that I didn't even get. So uh, overall, I thought it was really cool. Uh, Once again, they did a great job. Awesome. Very cool. So other than that, last night I went out to a a, a birthday gathering and I went axe throwing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's a thing now, apparently. How'd that go for you? So uh, actually pretty good. I was uh, pleasantly surprised at my talent in axe throwing. Um, I, uh, I was, I was pretty consistent in with the, with like the two handed overhead throw, um, not, uh, not very good throwing an ax one handed at all, but, uh, I was, uh, I was pretty consistent with the, uh, with the two handed throw, uh, through a bunch of, uh, Chinese stars. Those were pretty good. Those were, those were fairly easy to throw. Those, uh, those, those were just like baseballs almost, you know, um, <laughs> You you were you were able to throw like knife. You know, they had all kinds of like throwing knives, daggers, different types of axes. We even paid uh, like an extra five dollars for them to bring out like because like the normal axes that you throw. You know, you're talking like like a you know almost like a hatchet size or a, a tomahawk or something. You know, it's a throwing axe. You know what I mean? Um, we paid fi- like an extra five dollars, and they brought out like the large axe. You know, like a like a like a full size chopping down wood type of axe to throw and uh, with a, with a full length handle and everything. And we all gave that thing a go. And I was the only one of the group who was able to throw that axe and get it to stick in the bull in the, in the, in the target at all. So uh, again, pleasantly surprised at my axe throwing ability. (laughs) That's such an odd, odd ass thing. (laughs) Yeah, there's a a birthday uh, party. What do you want to do? I want to throw fucking axes. (laughs) Yeah, like there's a place. It's it's literally only like uh, 15 minutes from my house up here, uh, where I'm at. So it's right down 141. Uh, You can bring your own booze in. Like you bring your own snacks. That's a good idea. (laughs) Absolutely, you bring your own snacks and beer and everything. Uh, The beer and wine, no hard liquor, but uh, you can bring it all in and uh, and yeah. Like we we rented the the lane for like two hours or whatnot and just drank beer and threw axes. It was impressive. Wow. You obviously you obviously have to sign a liability what? waiver. Obviously. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <coughs> <coughs> All right. Well, besides dying, um, I finally got to watch um, Venom. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. It was, a, it was slow starting, not necessarily because it was a slow start in the movie, more because I'm not used to Tom Hardy having almost a Weasley little voice. But as far as the character of Eddie Barack is concerned, he did play him very well. Um, so that that was just me not being prepared for Tom Hardy to play Eddie Barack. But... Uh, I enjoyed the movie greatly. I know it didn't. I don't think it got very good reviews, but I truly did enjoy it. I like the the way that they made an anti-hero kind of his own hero. Kind of made him not not a 
not a like a, a hero superhero kind of a thing, but kind of like you know a decent person. Um, so if you if you like uh, Tom Hardy or you like being pleasantly surprised, maybe check out Venom. It's not bad. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. Other than that, I got back into Minecraft, which is probably not a good thing. Um, I've been playing the mod pack Direwolf Twenty. Uh, 1.12. For those of you who play Minecraft, you probably know what that is. Uh, It's from Feed the Beast, a group of uh, modders. It's very cool. You know, uh, obviously, I I don't play vanilla Minecraft because it's gotten so boring. But the um, those kind of Minecrafts where you have machines and power creation, and you know, like I have nuclear reactors and all this different stuff that I've built in the game. Um. That that makes it much more interesting, and I put a Minecraft or I put a Minecraft server back together so where the game runs while I'm not playing it, which kind of makes things a little bit more interesting too. Um, and Sean, if you ever wanted to get, wanted to get into Minecraft, you can always play on my server. Nope, nope. Okay, um, that server is being run on my new server that I decided to run Unraid. On. People have been telling me about Unraid for a while. I was a Windows Server user. I was using Windows Storage Spaces. I know, Sean, this is probably going completely over your head, but some of our yep. listeners probably know these things. Um, so I was using Windows Storage Spaces for a while. It was decent. I didn't mind it so much, but my server needed a little bit more in the way of virtual machine um, ability. Needed more RAM was a big thing. Um, so I decided I tried Unraid. I was pleasantly surprised, um, by itself, just putting hard drives in an array and being done. You're going to be a little disappointed in the write speeds when you're writing to the network attached storage. Um, but if you put a cat, like an SSD in the machine and turn it into what Unraid considers a cache drive, that will speed you up exponentially. Um, cause things will write to that drive and then later on in the evening, it'll transfer over to the array by itself. Um, so Unraid, you do have to pay for it. Uh, they give you 30 days to try it for free. Give it a shot. If you got old hardware and you want to create yourself a, a network-attached storage device, it's not bad at all. I I am actually enjoying uh, Docker, which is the one of the frameworks that's built into Unraid that allows you to run little mini Linux machines for all your different uh, applications uh, stuff like that. It's very, very nerdy. Super duper nerdy. But really nice. I like it. So uh, <clears throat> that is all we have for you this episode. Sean, I'm going to put you on the spot. Get ready. Are you ready? Uh, nope. <clears throat> on the spot. And I did not tell Sean about this at all. Um, I need you to come up with one fictional present you want for Christmas. I will do the same. One, one, one anything from any, uh, any movie, TV show, comic book, anything like that. One thing you want for Christmas. Oh, I mean, like I said, we- I feel like we've done this kind of thing before, and I went with the replicator from Star Trek. Well, don't go with the replicator this time. We didn't do a Christmas episode, so this is this is as close as I can get. Um, 
<laughs> I'm surprised you haven't gone with like one of the obvious ones. <clears throat> Such as? Well, I'll, you want me to do mine? Sure. Mine's simple. I want a TARDIS. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what that was going to be. That was the first thing. Like when you said the simple ones, like I was, that was what I was going to say. Like, you mean like what a TARDIS? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was trying to think of something, you know, much more like a re- simpler, like a Resican flute. <laughs> right. Well, I'm getting a yeah, TARDIS, uh, so I mean, yeah, I'm just gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with the with the Star Trek replicator. Really? Okay. So, right. yeah, you're gonna have. I think it's a T Earl Grey hot, and I'm gonna be able to just travel around all of space and time. Well, good for you. I'll let you know how that T Earl Grey hot turns out for you. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if schedules are gonna work out for us to do a. Uh, another episode before new year's if not we'll be back after the new year um so keep your eyes on your feeds and if you follow us on twitter uh either me or eight days a geek sean doesn't post shit on twitter nope uh follow me at pen of doom or at eight days a geek uh i always try to post if we're gonna have to postpone an episode um in there uh because i know people there are some people uh some of our most beloved listeners that notice when we have to postpone. And I love you all. Sean loves you all, but he won't say it because he's kind of like the mean dad who loves you, but wants to discipline you to make sure that you become a better person than he is. It's tough love. Tough love. All right. So happy holidays, whatever your holiday is of choice. And we will catch you next time, guys. See ya.